Hello, it's Opinionated, and I am Ben Schiller, the Features Editor at Coindesk, and here we are in the splendid, splendid, enormous... Um, mega, mega. Voluminous uh, expo hall here at the uh, Consensus Festival, which is a massive, massive event here that we're very excited about, and we are joined... Well, our normal co-host is uh, Danny Nelson. Here. I would say more of an abnormal co-host. He's but very, very it. abnormal. And he's a little smelly today as well because he's just been on a bike ride with his dad, who's also joining us, Mr. Norm Nelson. Thanks very much for coming on board. Uh, and we are joined by a uh, genuine OG of the Bitcoin blockchain crypto space, which is Mr. Nolan Bowley, who used to be um, of this parish, as we say in England. Uh, used to be a Coindesker chief strategist, I think he were. And uh, since uh, ventured out on his own to many uh, wonderful and weird exotic uh, things. So, Nolan, we want to get your perspective today on, because uh, you've seen a lot of these uh, shindigs before. Sure. Uh, going back probably 2015, 2016. You got it. How is this different from that? Well, I, well first of all, thanks for having me, guys. Happy birthday, Danny. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, so let, let me mention my perspective. I, get, I guess I take a pretty large view of all this. So. Colleges and universities simply can't handle the pace of the industry. They're not built for it. They're built for reading some hundred-year-old books and some philosophy and stuff like that. These are old institutions. So we always thought of the event in the early days as almost like college year compressed into four-day experience. Because you always have to wonder, like, why do so many people come to these events? Like, gold is a lot bigger. What is it that charges people up to go to an event? Certainly, it's fun to make some money, but as we all know, people always say, wow, I, I learned about financial literacy. You know, I, I just said on another stage, I was speaking earlier today, and I was a lawyer and um, a researcher on the Senate Banking Committee in Canada. And believe it or not, not until, and I'd lived in multiple countries and all the, you know, like a normal professional guy with a degree and, and credentialed, I guess you could say. But when you hit Bitcoin, the punch in the face is, you realize you were financially illiterate. You were an idiot. You didn't know anything. And I and still so, feel like that. Still feel yeah, like that. yeah, of course, of course, of course. So what I always, when I designed the event, when I was working on the event, and when we even look at budgets and we would look at, like, you know, you get nervous when you spend that much more money on an event every year, like this one. You know, I can guess the budget. It's enormous. And and I was, I met. Um, a title sponsor from 2016, and I was <laughs> giving an anecdote the other day. He gave us a $100,000 uh, sponsorship, and we thought we were rich. You know what I mean? We're like, wow, we're going to be a successful event. There's no way it can fail now. We have money, you know? And of course, this is $400 Bitcoin time, and, and, but everything stayed in proportion. And, and I think it keeps going, frankly. Um, you know, universities don't look like a, a really good investment these days. And even if you, you know, look at, the, look at where education could go, um, you know, Hollywood even looks a little teetery. Like, I can't sit through a movie. It's like almost a dead medium in a way. I, maybe it'll change and come back. I don't know. Our attention spans have changed so much. It's not even close. I don't have four years for a degree. I don't have a year for college and I don't have two hours for a movie. And um, Hollywood itself might just turn into education, and education might just be this conference. But in in the four-day university that is Coindesk Consensus, is it really just enough to go to the panels and listen to the different speakers, get a little taste of everything? Is that going to be enough to power people through and get them to a place where they're really understanding 
where this world is? It's still a year long, right? You can mark years by consensi. Uh, in fact, I think when history looks back at the 2017 run, the bookends are consensus 2017 and the yacht party, the disastrous spectacle of this yacht tell in us, 2018. Tell mm-hmm. us about the yacht party. Uh, it was, it was uh, uh, disastrous is the wrong word. A guy I worked for, actually, and it was a neat thing. You know, I quit the Senate and worked, you know, in this little co-working space in Toronto where Ethereum white paper was written and Vitalik was a... Uh, Bitcoin magazine writer there, and uh, everyone paid 150 bucks a month for a chair. You know, this guy, you know, he did really well who ran the co-work space. He was, I guess, technically an Ethereum founder. I will still say, a lot of bad things people say about this person. The one thing I'll always say about that co-work space, and he, he perpetuated it for years, is that it was the best newsroom. It had nothing to do with news. He was so 100% in that it was the best newsroom I'd ever been in. And in every day I tried to mimic it in Coindesk. You know, it was impossible. He had products coming in to test them. They had things that you're just lying around and things that would never work and did work and were stupid and things that were great. It moved really quickly. It's not the four days. You don't actually get the full year, but the things you start, the things you perceive, the things you feel, because it's, it's really an energy monster, this thing. You're coming to like pick up on the energy of the industry. This is the biggest professional gathering of the industry, right? Yep. Professionals come. And, and sort of say what they're doing in their industry and in their life. And so it's a lot of like, what did you do? Like, how much did you matriculate in the year professionally? And not only professionally, you know, Bitcoiners are always interested. It's gone far beyond the engineering. It's diet, it's time preference, it's, yeah. it's all these things, you know? You no, know, no, this comparison to university, for me, what I think a lot of the people here, not only the education, it's also the networking. Oh, that's what I mean. It's, that, it's, yeah, 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 that's yeah. so invaluable. Yeah. That, that person you might want, might meet once and you might meet again, that person who you might seek after and get their card or change your, you know, a, a conversation. It's like university. What you put in is what you'll get out. And if you come here with an idea of, you know, sending them, listening to some panels, but, you know, putting yourself out to meet. I went to Penn State. I loved Penn State because there were 10,000 kids for me to meet in, every, in my senior year as meeting new people. So the experience of this is invaluable because where else are you going to get it? You know, a, yeah. if you just go to an ETH conference, you're just going to get a microcosm of yeah. something. So the fact that there's differences of opinions, the fact that you can learn about NFTs, the fact that you can you know, come and meet someone from other countries you would never have the opportunity to, that's irreplaceable. It's amazing. I mean, it's especially thrilling this year, I think, because we've had that two years of hiatus where we were not meeting people in person. So when you bump into someone that, you, you know, I met a person yesterday, I went on a karaoke trip in Tokyo in seven years ago, and it's just great to, great to see her, and it just brings back all those memories and all those kind of, uh, all those networkings and all the fun we had. Yeah, and you start to have conference friends that you just run into in different parts of the world. I now have a German guy whose name is Klaus that I met at ETH Denver. <laughs> the Bahamas and here yeah. and I it's just I happen upon him I don't coordinate well, these meetings one, one of the things I, I uh, have realized in, in some of these events uh, that go on around the world it made me say once at one in Lisbon where you know it was pretty over the top and a lot of fun a lot of fun I was reminded that Gatsby only did it in New York you know it really is a neat experience to see the money and budgets of these things and that that's and now the event tech side right that that's a, a major difference i saw this year something we always aspire to but that you know when i was mentioning about the hollywood piece and the budgets and that going up and and the gatsby side 
you know, you wonder where it's going with budgets. And you see event tech come in now, you know, we've got the coin working, you know, we'd R&D'd this stuff for years. But I think you're going to see production budgets grow for events like this that will look like a Hollywood movie. I'd say we're a better bet for the money and to create a return as an industry looking at it now than Hollywood is or colleges are. Right. But I've also heard a number of people say that we're reaching a kind of saturation point with all of these uh, conferences and I feel festivals. Like the, yeah, that's true. But, but there's now differences in the same way there are with colleges. There's Ivy League colleges and there's colleges that are, you know, not as the money makers, I guess. Yep. We tend to think of, because education's a good thing, we have a tendency to feel like the industry's a good thing. It's not. There's vampires there. There's bloodsuckers. And there's a lot of failure. I mean, look at America. The debt the burden of these students is, it's a manipulation. But I think in the same way we've kind of over-educated kids, we're going to be over-conferencing uh, the crypto community. It could be. So, I, it could be. There's no way you can keep up with all of these uh, events going on and go to everything. I mean, we can't even cover it at Coindesk. So. Yeah, there's a, just a sense of largesse that at my, my experience, my three years, two of which were COVID times, that has developed around these conferences. And each one seems to be bigger than the last. We've got Bitcoin Miami and, and uh, Denver. Well, East Denver is its own little thing. But this is huge. So many different venues, so many different speakers. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, but it is certainly a, an expression of largesse. And I don't know what to read from that. Um, my, my sense is I agree. It, it looks strange, the growth. And you got to wonder if you got to tap the brakes. Um, maybe, I, I, I've seen people make mistakes and I've seen Coindesk make mistakes in the early years about growth really? and projection. Yeah, sure, Impossible. I mean, you wonder if you grow this big next year, I mean, any company, right? Any company. Um, it's hard to pick these things a year out, right? Yeah. Um, it's a big bet on the future. It's a big bet on the future. I, uh, I would say it's not necessarily a sign of largesse because there's a money show that Wall Street has. It's, it's in Las Vegas. And they have to remake themselves every year by who they're drawing. And that grows and grows and grows. And for some people it's, hey, let's spend $20,000 on going my yacht with me. Yeah. So the thirst for that knowledge and that thirst for that network is not there. How Coindesk decides to differentiate from other conferences, I mean, that's for the minds to figure out. But the demand won't be saturated because yes, you can be over, I can't go to, to a year, but that's really up to your company to figure out how do we make ours the best? What do we have to do to differentiate by not just the content, by who's coming, and that's that's Well, the way we differentiate aim. is to appeal to all people. I mean, it's the only genuinely big tent event in crypto. Uh, you can go to the, you know, an Ethereum event, you can go to a Stellar event, you can go to an Avalanche event, but this is the only event that has all the tribes uh, meeting at once and uh, all of the different sort of many facets of uh, crypto coming together. So uh, no, I just want to get your kind of highlights and lowlights from the last few days. Uh, what has kind of annoyed you and what has uh, fascinated you? Highlights and lowlights, huh. I don't know. I mean, I was speaking a lot. So the, the event has a magic ability to be a perfect reflection of the industry at a time. It just seems to, good or bad, um, be a snapshot. So it's always a highlight to see it, you know? And I guess personally the highlight is this, this festival approach, event tech, integration of all this, to me says, we whiteboarded all this stuff years ago, and it seemed insane to people and hard to imagine as we were talking about it, because you know we started as an engineering show, 
we realized we could make a Wall Street show, and no one really understood what we meant then either, right? Yeah. No, 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 we're not. As, I, don't, I would call people when we started going into the Wall Street space, and I would say, we're going to do this Wall Street thing. I'm not an engineer. And I said, no, 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 don't worry. We're going to use the words you know. We're not, you know. And, and now we're here, and the words, the vocabulary, actually apply to so many industries. Yep. It's not just engineers, and it's not now just Wall Street people. There's a whole bunch of others. But don't you think there's a bit of a kind of lag time here? And it's slightly concerning to me that you know a lot of the plans for this conference were put in place six months ago. A lot of the deals for sponsorship were put in place six months ago when the market was still hot. And now it seems like the market's sort of over here and, and falling down. And then we're still having this conference that, that, that is maybe, isn't maybe reflective of what's actually going on in the market at the moment. And maybe actually, in some ways, we're having a conference that would have that should be reflective of six months ago rather if, than if, if you, of now. If you, if you measure the industry by prices, yes. But remember, um, personally, I don't, like, I, I guess I'm, I'm in America on an economist visa. I'm from Canada, right? And a law degree, I worked in, you know, Senate Banking Committee, I, you know, one could say I'm an economist. The border guards said I was. But economics is really just like a psychological engine, right? So the price might be down or might be up, but Bitcoiners haven't stopped picturing the future and the future continues to be what they predicted. Therefore, they continue to gain the confidence of knowing that they understand the world today better than anyone else. Well, they predicted $100,000 uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, whatever, that's one person. I'm sorry, but if you're on Wall Street, any research you did before 2020, you must throw it in the garbage because it's useless. It's not, it will not serve anything for me today, right. right? It's completely useless. So which is more volatile? The people who are on the course of the world they thought was going to be created or the ones who can't even look at what they did two years ago uh, because it, it might as well be written in Cunic, some ridiculous language, right? Uh, no, and it's useless to a degree. But I've had this, this discussion with several people. If you don't have a history of bubbles and the knowledge of the tulip bulb crisis, and you don't have a history of the depression and the history of where interest rates can go, I mean, this is successful despite the fact that currencies are down and the market's down, because it's also the time to invest in the future. But yes, the research report on a stock is outdated, but the knowledge of the history of the markets is something that Unfortunately, my rep, and I've said this to many people, most people here have no context of the markets, and it's all the same, you know, we're talking about investment in something, whether it's a project or whether it's a currency or an NFT, you're investing in something, and if you don't have a history of the tulip bulb crisis, you're kind of lacking in a real understanding of what it is you're doing, and the historical context is really important. It's true. Um, I'm just talking about the, the long-term path. Agreed, many details are missing, and some people seem to think you can get a bowl in a bowl, and a bowl. And that's probably not true. And, and to your point, if you don't have any knowledge and understand that there's cycles, there's a natural ebb and flow, things have to fail. You have to burn things to the ground. Coindesk had to burn things to the ground to be successful. It, the iPod got canceled, whatever, like a month ago, right? The iPod. I mean, go to 2006 and tell people at Apple that would actually know the iPod's going to, they're going to think but it's it, the apocalypse. But it didn't burn to the ground, it evolved. It, it, the That's iPod I mean. spawned yeah. the iPod Touch, the iPod Touch spawned the iPhone. The iPhone is ever-present, one, two, three, And then three, they four. killed their baby. And then they killed their baby because the baby had grown up and become something else. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But the, with going back to the 
planning six months out, you have to take those risks. And sometimes they're really not going to play out. We were going to see a Terra developer conference in Austin right before wow. this, this conference is taking place. That obviously got canceled, but everyone in that community thought that this was going to be a great opportunity to come together and build their thing. They were wrong. It went to shit about a week and a half earlier, and they canceled it because they knew they could not go forward with this gathering that they had planned probably for months. It spent, I can only imagine, hundreds of thousands of dollars based on how much I know we've spent. So you have to take those risks with these conferences, and we don't like to think about it, but there is a chance that they don't play out. This is, this is the best time to invest in the future. It's time, you have to invest in those downtimes so that when the good times are there, that infrastructure's already been built. Absolutely. Nolan, thank you very much for coming on. And Norm, thanks very much for coming on. And Danny, uh, happy birthday. Thank you. And try and take a shower next time. Uh, uh, I absolutely won't. <laughs> okay. Uh, this has been Opinionated from the Consensus Expo Hall, and I'm Ben Schiller from uh, Coindesk. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Opinionated live from Consensus 2022 in Austin, Texas. Today's show featured Ben Schiller, Danny Nelson, guest Nolan Boley, and Norm Nelson. This episode was produced and edited by Michelle Mousseau with additional production support from Eleanor Paul. Our theme song is by Ellison. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Please reach out to us at podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, Opinionated, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. 